6: This is Live Bet Saturday on v End, the
5: sports betting network. What up, Visa and Faithful? Good afternoon. It's JVT, Jonathan Vontobel, live from the South Point. Yeah, that's right. I'm here a little bit later and in a different locale. And speaking of different locations, Jeff Parle's alongside as well. Uh, he is out over at the Mandalay Bay. So what's up, buddy? You know, I'm used to, first off, we don't really do shows and we're far away from one another. Although, usually when I do shows with somebody, he's out in Chicago with really bad facial hair. You're out in Mandalay Bay with acceptable facial hair. See, look, I, that's that's the win I've been waiting from
4: from anyone to say that JVT. Got it, man. Can't even get that you can't even get that compliment out of my fiance. So there you go, JVT. See, you've made my day right away.
5: <laughs> I'm here for you. That's all I do is want to <laughs> hand out W's. Uh, all right, so we are of course uh, in the midst of a college basketball Saturday. We have a lot going on right now uh, in the world of college hoops. I will ask you because I saw the text. And I wanted to hit this real quick because you've got a lot going on in college hoops. But you were on the right side of the uh, ridiculous. One of the first big 12 sec showdowns that we got earlier today where auburn came storming back and lost by three in west virginia
4: hey look getting four losing by three is a good thing john uh, this was this was a total beatdown in the first half. I actually tuned out. I assumed all right. I already marked it down as a loss. This is a bad handicap. Uh, West Virginia was just happy to not see a Big 12 team, kind of like what we're seeing with Oklahoma right now and Norman against number two Alabama. And then Auburn finally played like Auburn in the second half. They just couldn't quite get over the hump and win this game outright. But hey, getting three and a half overnight if you took them overnight. Getting four this morning like I did with the Tigers. That's all. It's all. It doesn't matter that they were down by 18 in the first half. They lost by three. All good by me, JVT.
5: Uh, yes, congratulations. Uh, you know, you like those. You always It's always <laughs> nice to get some of those and uh, be on the side of some that are no sweats, right? So we have a couple of games that are set to tip off here in just a couple of minutes, both college and pro, by the way, uh, we will mention <laughs> what's happening in the NBA momentarily. But first, let's get to a couple of the uh, college hoops matchups. First of which is Duke and Georgia Tech. Duke, it looks like it's going to close in the range of a nine-point favorite, total of 137 and a half over in the Big Ten. Illinois is on the road against Wisconsin. Wisconsin getting rotation guard back here today. Illinois a two-point favorite on the road with a total of 130 and a half. These are noon Pacific time tips between the two of them. Uh, Anything in the two, at least, we'll call them marquee tips here coming up in a couple of minutes.
4: Nothing on Duke-Georgia Tech. Duke's coming off a loss on Monday against Vod Tech where Virginia Tech needed the game. They lose that game. Their season's completely cooked. They get the win in Blacksburg. Georgia Tech's really not any good, but nothing that this Duke team has done over the last few weeks, has been inspiring at all, so I couldn't quite get there on a bet. And Illinois made the list overnight, but I ended up pulling it because of the the uh, the, the healthier Wisconsin squad that we're seeing health, the healthiest they've been in a while. These teams too met up a few weeks ago in Illinois in uh, in Champaign. Illinois won by ten, covered that number. I think it was seven and a half that day uh, in Champaign. Uh, this number, I, I, I thought it should have been two and a half, three, which sometimes have, along with that, or excuse me, one and a half, one, I should say, uh, sometimes it triggers a bet. But I, again, Wisconsin's a little healthier. It made me a little bit scared. So maybe an in-game play on this one.
5: Yeah, I am surprised. Uh, I get the opponent. I, I will say that I'm surprised that Duke is uh, this number here, given the struggles that we've seen in ACC yeah. play. Uh, from the Duke uh, Duke Blue Devils. Dariq Whitehead not going to play in this game either. You know, eight points a game, but a solid rotation guy and a a talented kid nonetheless, but a nine-point road spread here for Duke who has really struggled, like I mentioned, in ACC play, but specifically, Jeff, on the road uh, in ACC play. I think they're what, like one bucket away from being winless and that was, of course, a road win at Boston College, 65-64. So I get it. You kind of want to find a moment here with Duke, but I tried to buy low on them in that game last Saturday against uh, Miami, and they ultimately didn't get there's five and a half point favorites I don't know why you'd feel comfortable laying this even given the opponent
4: yeah I think the bye game is probably Tuesday against Wake Forest right yeah. but then you have North Carolina looming on Saturday so you're yeah would probably if they let's say Duke wins this game by six today doesn't cover again that would be a usual buy point but North Carolina looming on Saturday then you got the whole look ahead stuff eh- Maybe a while before a we'll buy-in on this Duke team, JVT.
5: Yeah, it, uh, I would agree with that. And like you mentioned, Duke uh, taking on Wake Forest, uh, That look-ahead, you would think, is going to be in the range of about a seven-point spread. Uh, that's using Ken Palm projections, which are shockingly very accurate to, to what you see in the betting market. Uh, the other game that we are set to tip off here basketball-wise, but in the pros, Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, Embiid will play here today against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, interesting spot and an interesting number. Uh, this one, of course, because we get the, uh, the song and dance when it comes to NBA injuries. And Joel Embiid leading listed as questionable, open for overnight, uh, bottomed down at about two and a half in some spots. It looks like we're going to close about three here in favor of Philly with a total of 232. And in a league in which home court has meant quite a bit, this three would tell you that these two teams are about equal, Jeff, uh, with maybe a slight nod if you make it three and a half, which some people have, uh, toward the Denver Nuggets. I love this Philadelphia 76ers team. I'll be looking for a cheap in game price, maybe something plus wise to get in here on Philadelphia, a plus money line price here against the Denver Nuggets. But haven't bet anything pre flop. And I would say, I think you know, you talked to Gil about this a lot. I've talked to him about him. It's becoming to the point where in these games, especially such a high total and such a tight spread, there's no real rush to rush in and bet something pre flop because you'll probably get a better number on the side that you want once the game begins.
4: Oh, you'll definitely get a better in-game number because at some point Denver will get out by double digits and you'll get a nice juicy plus number coming back on Philadelphia so yeah nothing for me here of course uh, look this is to at least to me and I know Embiid's not starting in the All-Star game but two of the three best candidates for MVP right now are Jokic Mm -hmm. uh, Embiid I would still throw Tatum in there as well but he's again fading in comparison to these two guys but the Sixers are just playing so well right now and, and you mentioned it too John it, the the amount of bad play from road teams in the NBA this year has really been astounding. Uh, the Nuggets are one of the few teams that actually has a winning record on the road. Mm-hmm. The record, though, away from Denver is 12 and 11. It's not like they're a particularly great road team either.
5: Yeah, 9-12-2 against the spread, depending on what numbers you've used here. And in the midst of a a little bit of a a road trip, it's only three games, but New Orleans, Milwaukee, the first two stops, uh, that was the second leg of a back-to-back, or that was a back-to-back situation, excuse me, and now stopping in Philly before going back home uh, to play host in New Orleans. And you know what? I think this is the interesting part about this. This is like a low-key FU game for Joel Embiid. I think he has taken the dynamic with Jokic and the multiple MVPs pretty personally. I wouldn't be surprised uh, that, a, I don't know, one of the more popular tickets out there would be like a points rebounds over on Joel Embiid because this has been one of those where he kind of writes down and tries to perform at his utmost because he feels like he should have had one of the last two.
4: Yeah, I look, and again, it doesn't take much to, uh, to motivate Joel. We, we know this, John, so... <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't shock me at all if he has a big day uh, against Jokic. Yeah, look, I wouldn't expect, wouldn't shock me if I, both of these guys had big d- days today. I mean, they're the two best. Uh, on top of being the two best centers in the game, they, like I said, I, I make the argument right now they're playing as well as anyone. Uh, obviously, LeBron and and Tatum, the other guys. LeBron has been ridiculous the last month, but the Lakers are still languishing in the standings. But uh, look, uh, right now, if I had to vote, I would have Jokic won an mp two in my MVP ticket.
5: All right, some games that are currently underway as we're setting up everything here on uh, Live at Saturday and looking around. Do we get another dramatic comeback? We mentioned yours, uh, right? Auburn taking on West Virginia. Also in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, we've got another big deficit for a team at half. Uh, The Alabama Crimson Tide down by 17 against Oklahoma here in this spot on the road against the Sooners. Some numbers, uh, I would say maybe there's going to be some regression here from a shooting standpoint for Oklahoma, Jeff. Uh, 67.9% from the floor on 28 shot attempts, 6 of 8 from 3-point range. Uh, The big difference there, of course, in terms of the percentage because Alabama only shooting 33.3% from the floor. And in terms of total turnovers, it's like a massive edge. I think if you're betting this, You're looking for some regression, which is always a dangerous game in a single spot. But uh, do we get another comeback here for the Alabama Crimson Tide, another SEC comeback?
4: Is this just one of those where you just take the number with Alabama, and if they don't get there, they don't get there? Right. I mean, you're getting 9.5 with, to me, one of the three best teams in the country. I thought this was a great spot for Oklahoma to cover the preflop numbers. Of course, didn't bet it because it went down from six and a half overnight to the closing five. And, of course, Oklahoma plays their best half of basketball all year. Again, it kind of feels like these Big 12 teams are just thrilled to not see another Big 12 team on the other side, uh, especially these home uh, home teams today with Oklahoma and West Virginia earlier. But, uh, John, I, I am going to take a piece of Bama, minus seven and a half, second half, so you're getting nine and a half for the game. It's just one of those where, all right, Oklahoma, Beat me by double digits. And if you beat me by double digits, tip my hat, move to the next bet. They're not going to shoot 67% from the field for the whole game. They're not going to shoot 75% from three for the whole game. It's just not going to happen. So I'm actually going to take a little piece of Bamba right now. And if it doesn't get there, it doesn't get there, John.
5: I'm in. I'm doing we're going to do this friendship play to start the show here. So give me one second. Let's see. Wheel is spinning. All right. We're good. All right. Friendship play is in. Alabama's second half is uh, the show play for the day. I'm like, you know, we got to go. rally around this. And I, but I will say, too, because everything to your point, the other part of this is Alabama is the type of team, Jeff, that would, I think, allow you to get back into a deficit like this, right? Pretty quick paced. I think they're fourth in terms of tempo coming into today. Uh, according to Ken Palm, average possession length, also fourth. A team that shoots a high volume of three-point shots. So, they're NBA-esque, which would lead to a little bit more volatility and allow you to get back into a game like this. So, if you get a little bit more shooting regression from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma on top of playing your pace on Alabama I would say that you're probably going to get something positive here the second half covering a number like that
4: yeah look again it's just one of those where again Oklahoma's a a tournament quality team they're not they're not a they're not chopped liver they're they're a real team you just expect Alabama again they do live and die by the 3 to or 3-10 in the first half but you expect them to play a better second half defensively again you're dealing with a team that shot 67% in the first half. You and I both know this. Even in a single-game single spot, John, yep. this is not sustainable for a whole game. Look, in order for Oklahoma to win this by double digits, probably Oklahoma still has got to shoot about 57% for the game. I don't know if they can do that.
5: Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're a Mizzou guy, right? I am, yes. You're, uh, you're Tigers now, and again, going Great back half. to this challenge. Yep, 42-32 over Iowa State right now, a 10-point lead over Missouri at the break. I, I'm going to go to you. I would assume you have all the insights, your finger on the pulse of this Missouri program. <laughs> so, did uh, the, the monitor
4: Kobe Brown uh, rolled his ankle at the end of the half? So, monitor that, Missouri's best player, 14-point first half. For Brown, uh, was a little bit... Uh, little, little bit uh, Gimpy there at the end of the half. So we we'll monitor that. I wouldn't do anything with this in the second half. I, I think Mizzou is, has looked to be the better side. You get Iowa State seven and a half, eight and a half, depending on where. I, I wouldn't bother right now. I'd stand pat if you had anything pre-flop on this game.
5: All right, about to hit the court out in Philly. we we'll give you an update on everything happening between Duke and Georgia Tech. which just got started and more as we just got started here on Live Bet Saturday.
3: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
2: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. Seventy-five percent of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford.
3: Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have
2: to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
5: This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. Get your betting edge for football's big game because the VEASAN experts got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. You get tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe jimmy caro should be joining us here in 15 or yeah 15 minutes we'll call it if he comes lumbering on in uh, of course i'm jonathan von tobel here on the uh, late shift on live bet saturday it's throwing uh, jeff i gotta tell you so jeff's with us over at mandalay bay it's throwing off my feng shui uh, i'm usually you know i'm up in the morning i'm i'm ready to go i'm like a 4 a.m guy right i get up and this is about the time where i'm kind of like easing in so like I got to get my blood pumping. So, we got a bet here in uh, Alabama and Oklahoma. Off to a terrible start. I think we're done here. Yes. Um, after <laughs> Oklahoma just gets one bucket in the first uh, 60 seconds. And we we're also underway in what looks like a high-scoring affair between Denver and Philly. So, uh, with that, as we're looking around to keep track of everything going on in college hoops and more, by the way, I should note uh, for those Big East fans out there, Marquette holding on to a 41-38 lead over DePaul with 15-12 left to go. In the second half. Did you have anything here? You've got a lot. I don't want to skip anything.
4: No, I don't have anything. I don't have anything there. That, uh... That was nearly a Marquette second-half bet, but I not like the way they looked in the first half at uh, Wintrust, so I, I stayed out of that. Won, well, a, a game of discipline there, John.
5: Hey, you know what? Discipline is very important when it comes to sports betting. If you don't get the number that you want, and sometimes uh, it helps you out, miss on the losses if you're very, very disciplined when it comes to those things. All right, let's talk about one big game that's going to come up a little bit later as we're uh, waiting for things to develop in a lot of these matchups. Did you have anything on TCU taken on Mississippi State? Uh, This is going to be an incredible matchup. Uh, The question is, and I had not seen an update, maybe you have, uh, is whether or not Eddie Lampkin, who injured his ankle in the win over Kansas. By the way, for those who did not see it or follow it on that day, because that was during Live Bet Saturday last week, Jeff. So Lampkin goes out there, gets injured. One reporter reports like within 10 minutes that he ruptured his Achilles and that he was done with the year. Uh, that was not the case. He comes back out and plays, but then missed their game against Oklahoma in the middle of the week. So Lampkin's status is a question. I haven't seen anything unless you have. TCU's one and a half point favorite, total of 132 and a half right now.
4: Yeah, I haven't seen much of anything yet Lampkin status-wise. With that said, I like TCU here. Uh, TCU is a a national championship dark horse, assuming Lampkin is actually able to be fully healthy by the time the tournament comes around. They have great guard play. Miles. Part of the reason they struggled earlier in the year is that Mike Miles didn't play early in the year. That's why they almost lost to Pine Bluff. That's why they looked mediocre in those first, about first three weeks of the season. Since they got Miles back, they've been one of the better teams in the country. They were that preseason top 15 team that we expected them to be since Miles has gotten healthy. I think they're a dark horse to win it all. I think they're a lot better than Mississippi State is. Uh, I guess the most – the opponent that Mississippi State has played of late that you can compare closest to TCU is Tennessee. Tennessee rocked them the first time, and then Tennessee really struggled in Starkville before putting them away in the second half. And, yes, I know Mississippi State – Lost to Florida by two. Almost took at Alabama earlier this week. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I think TCU is a lot better. I am stunned that this isn't like. Again, I thought I I made this four. We're getting one, It's one and a half, minus one twenty-five, minus one thirty on the money line. I, I, I Either lay a short money line price or lay a point and a half with TCU. I think that's good here, John.
5: Yeah. Uh, Lampkin, by the way, he's officially out for this game as well. So this will be his second yeah, consecutive I don't think it in this game. I I will say I think it's kind of surprising uh, for to have your starting center back out there in a game they were up by nearly 20, and like they put him back out there, and he's like limping up and down the court the entire game the rest of the way. I was astonished that they actually had him play on that foot, and now he's missed the next two games. Like that's yeah, like you said, it might not impact him from your handicap, but big picture wise, it's a piece that you need here if you're going to actually you know attain or you know achieve some goals.
4: Of course. Absolutely. Again, I look, John, I had Kansas in the second half last week. Yeah. So I was not happy that he came back out there in that one. Because I, again, saw him get hurt, thought he was hired. He's not coming back today. And then, of course, TCU never even gave Kansas the opportunity to get back in the game last Saturday.
5: Uh, a 9-5 start here in the second half here for Alabama with about 16.20 left to go in the second. We're also underway between Missouri and Iowa State. That is a 50-37 lead for Missouri right now. 17.38 left to go. Uh, in the second all right also among the games that are going to get started uh, a little bit later today it's a really deep card in college hoops as it usually is on saturday but a lot of really fun matchups that we're going to see tipping off here within the next hour or so uh, miami on the road against pitt miami a short road favorite here one with a total 148 and a half you've seen a lot of these short road favorites uh, hurricanes one of the questions that i had about miami one of the reasons why i bet against them last week when they were on the road against duke Jeff, was that defense, right? We saw an ACC play defensively, uh, and maybe this is a sign of a team uh, that once you get a little bit quicker, you're going to give up some buckets on the other end. But this is a team that was, I thought, showing some cracks in ACC play. Uh, last time out was a little bit better, but they're on the road here against Pitt as a short favorite. Total's pretty high, 147.5. Uh, did you have anything here? What's your assessment of Miami overall and maybe some of their weaknesses? Do you think I'm wrong? And kind of assessing them as like an average defensive team they're not a
4: good defensive team, but they have as good of a guard combination as you're going to find in college basketball with Wong and Pack. So you, you always have to take that into account. Sometimes that over overshoots a mediocre defense. This is a very hard handicap for me because this game came out in my numbers, John, as a pick. And this was Pitt, Pitt laying one overnight. Now it's Miami laying one right now. So this is a really, really difficult handicap. This is a very important game for Pitt because Pitt had that horrible loss at home to Florida State, flipped around, got a big win earlier this week against Wake Forest, another bubble team that I think Pitt should be well ahead of on the bubble picture at this point. You beat Miami, who is safely one of the few teams in the ACC that is safely into the NCAA tournament to go along with the win over North Carolina and Virginia earlier in the year. You kind of plant yourself firmly on the right side of that NCAA tournament bubble if you're Pitt. So I guess the only lean would be take the point with Pitt. Uh, But but again, my numbers had this as a pickup. So this flipping favorites is not overly shocking to me.
5: Uh, Kind of surprising, too. I mean, in the last couple of minutes, we've seen the spike in the total. 147.5 was the consensus number. We're now 149 as we approach tip-off here for these two. So something to monitor as uh, that one's starting to move toward the over. The other big 1 p.m. matchup uh, that is definitely going to be worth watching, Arkansas and Baylor, again, as the SEC matchup, the SEC Big 12 uh, challenge continues did you have anything here? Because Baylor is taking on an Arkansas team. I think it's pretty interesting, right? Arkansas is obviously missing two pretty big pieces, Jeff. And the market has kind of been a little high on them and a little stubborn in adjusting on its power rating. We kind of saw that in that first half against Ole Miss last Saturday here for the Razorbacks. It was a pretty high number, got off to a slow start, and eventually came back. Um, what do you make of this Arkansas team where the market's had them over the last few weeks? It seems that it's refused to budge.
4: Yeah, they have refused to budge. With that said, I do like Arkansas yeah. getting the six and a half here because even with the lack of budging, I think we're getting an over an over uh, overpriced Baylor team right now. And, and look, Baylor's very good. They're clearly they clearly second weekend caliber team. It all depends on the draw once we get to March, but. This team was 0-3 in conference play. They have won five straight games with the peak being what happened on Monday where they thoroughly outplayed Kansas the whole way, won by six, covered all numbers. Uh, this kind of feels like one of those scenarios where Baylor is a little overpriced and that outweighs the stubbornness on Arkansas. Again, look, Arkansas... I'm not taking much of anything from their last two games. Mm -hmm. They beat Ole Miss at home. Ole Miss stinks. They beat LSU. LSU shot under 30% in the game. Arkansas only needed 60 to win the game by 20. So I I don't really take that much, but I think this is one of those good times to sell Baylor when their market price is high, John. So that's why I have a little bit of Arkansas plus 6.5 here.
5: Yeah, but for anybody watching or listening, before those two wins that Jeff just mentioned, six failed covers, uh, and I think four of those are out league like, losses for Arkansas before those two yep. wins uh, that they just had. So uh, Arkansas, again, uh, not covering at a very high rate, but coming into this at least with a little bit of positivity into that matchup against Baylor. Yeah, I'm really interested. And also, you know, we're starting to see um, uh, the name escapes me. I'll look this up. The uh, the NBA prospect they have of the team has got a knee injury uh, for Arkansas. Um, there are thoughts, Jeff, that we're going we're dealing with some knee injuries uh, some injury management, if you will, on the college level. You're starting to see some of these NBA prospects not risk too much when it comes to some injuries and uh, maybe sitting out either longer than expected or maybe just not coming back because they don't want to ruin their draft stock.
4: Yeah, you're you're talking about uh, Nick Smith. Nick Smith, yeah, thank you. uh, The the five-star recruit who's only played five games. Yep. And those five games, the only reasonable opponent they played in the middle of that was Oklahoma. So we haven't seen him since – Pre-Christmas, the Mm seventeenth, we didn't see him in Maui. We haven't seen him in conference play. So, look again. I thought Arkansas was a top ten team coming into the air, back-to-back Elite Eights. Obviously, I thought that uh, that that Smith was going to be a key part to it, and we just haven't seen him at all. So, uh, they they are not the team that they were. I had them power-rated as at the beginning of the season, obviously, John.
5: Yeah, losing two pieces the way that they did is going to be a little bit of a tough loss there for Arkansas. Some other score updates uh, that we can give you too, by the way. Uh, Also in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, Texas Tech LSU, second half is underway. Texas Tech up 45-42 over those Tigers. Uh, That, Parles had mentioned he was speaking of, and uh, at the break over on CBS, let's go here really quickly because this is a top three team in the country. Cincinnati on the road against Houston. Bearcats got a 43-36 lead over Houston at this point right now. So we'll keep an eye on that, give you a halftime line. Uh, but you see that there, Houston pre-flop 14 with a total of 135. All right, we'll take our break. Come back. I think we'll get the, uh, the white sweater to Jimmy Ficaro to walk in here. We'll find out when we return here on Live Bet Saturday. Saturday on v the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v Check out all the tools we have. It includes the uh, betting splits data. If you want to know where the money bets are moving every game, betting splits page updated every 10 minutes, Strap King's odds and splits so you can see the changes in all the action. Check out not just today's games, future events as well. Betting splits another way. v is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits every game at V-CIN.com. right, Jimmy Vaccaro is here.
6: What's up, man? I haven't seen you for a while. It's been a while. And first of all, let's tell everybody out there how this gentleman just came in and said he (laughs) listens to you all the time. He follows you constantly. But here's what I want to say, because I'm the one usually just running around out there. You guys are good. I mean, everything. I've I've never heard one negative thing said about any one of you kids. So hats off to you. Remember, we started. There's only a couple of you. That's right. You know, it's been going on seven years with that.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. As I've wow. been here since it was an empty box.
6: Remember? Yeah, uh, absolutely correct. So, again, you know, for you people out there, anything that I can do for you, call him.
5: Okay, you got it. For Jimmy <laughs> and I go way back, way back when I was uh, producing for Matt Humans during local radio yeah, out here in Las Vegas. Right. When I was 23. 23. Yeah. Now I'm wow. 32.
6: And the two children. Yep. Got two kids now. See, time flies. Time flies. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what, kid? It's been good. And uh, I said this a long time ago. If they ever use their brain and allow people to bet on sporting events, it would change the way that we do business. And me being around here, this is going on my 48th year. Michael gone hired me uh, January 1975. Really? Yeah. So it's been quite a while. So
5: I'm curious, along that line, how much have you had to change as a bookmaker given the advancement and everything that's changing in the world around you in sports betting?
6: Well, it's quite different. And I'm very honest with myself because what are they going to do with me, throw me out? Big deal. (laughs) You know, I'm okay. There are things that I've seen that have changed that I think are the wrong things. Mm -hmm. There are things that I've seen change that I said, that's the right thing. I would do the same thing. But what you have now – uh, let's call it like it is. There's obviously a lot more marketing involved than there ever was uh, when we first did these things. we you know, way back when from the Stardust line in the uh, early '70s to the to the mid '80s, uh, then obviously the uh, all the radio talk shows or even TV talk shows that talked about gambling, they couldn't say the words that they wanted to say. They couldn't use the number. You know, it was only a few years ago where we were allowed to say we weren't allowed to say Super Bowl. Right. We'd say championship game. I mean, but now, like you go in the Stadium. He said, "Well, you know, now we're partners with this outfit. That they're partners out because they're making money."
5: where people don't remember. Remember, the NFL would send people out here to yes. measure the television screens yes. to no make doubt. sure that they weren't like they were trying every way I to know. kind of get things there in terms of their way and maybe get something out. Of it. I got
6: it. I got in. I will use the word trouble. Yeah, uh, it was a, a huge, huge weekend, and it was a Super Bowl weekend, and uh, I was at the Mirage at the time, and uh, uh, that. Following week, we got a call. I got a call from the big shots upstairs saying, "Jimmy, look at this. The NFL saying, you know what they were saying? It, the Mirage used to have a little place called the California Pizza Kitchen. was right in the right in the sports book. Mm-hmm. And if you waited in line to go to the California Pizza, if you're, you had kids with you, they were like running around a little bit. I got called in because they measured. You can only be six feet away from like the entrance of a of, of a facility." Yeah. Or I got, I got called in for that. Yeah. Not being six feet, but you have to be closer than six feet. But then the other side of it is like, uh, you know, we, we obviously, me included, and it can go back to the old time bookmakers, we were contacted from the people who the first step on, on betting is like, we gave them our absolutely honest answer. So they used a lot of the things that we told them. It took a while for them to get there. But as you can see now, and, you know, let's, let's call it like it is this stuff's crazy. I always use this one. 1979, Steelers are playing the Cowboys. You could bet the game three ways. You could bet the side. You could bet the total. And maybe, maybe you'd find a halftime bet that you could play. Now, there's 250 different ways to bet, you know, when you come with the Chris got a whole bunch of props in already, and it'll it'll carry over in a couple weeks. So uh, things are different. So to ask me that question, yeah, I remember uh, even – even like the windup for the day, what we did, we had I had to go down to this place on Charleston Avenue because they were the only place that like we could ship the, the stuff to, and they did all the homework and all, all the, the filling out. I had to stop there to get the results from yesterday really? to take it back to the sportsbook and then give a copy to Michael going upstairs. That's that's the difference that it was. That's
5: hilarious because now I sit there and I refresh my app to make yes. sure my money's in the second the game's over.
6: Well, we couldn't we couldn't do it handwriting right. anymore. Too many years. Uh, two hundred and fifty. Thing. So now just with the numbers, but like I said, there are things that have happened that I said, you know, it's about time. And there are things that I happen that says you're going really too fast. What, where are we at? About 30 states now with legalized sports uh, I have
5: double check. I think we're, a little, we're somewhere in that range. I'll get an exact we're getting number close. for you. Yeah. I did,
6: re- I did uh, read a small article, small article yesterday uh, California is going to be the hardest to get the uh, sports in there because the uh, the Indians own all the casinos and they don't want anybody any competition. Texas is finally coming to light, and they're going to try to push this year to see if they can get sports betting. I said this. 36? No, no how many? 30 states? Uh, no matter what and who, if there's 30 states now, if you okay California, mm-hmm. Texas, and Florida, whatever, uh, it, it would— Go through the roof, yep. Texas. I, I've dealt with people from Texas for 48 years. They love to play and they love to play high, so that'll be good. Now California's just just people. So like I said, in, in tonight's games, like just it's been a constant. These are four. These are four good teams. Yep. Sometimes you want a little Cinderella team coming in there also because it does beef it up. And naturally, with Mahomes and, and the in, injury, whatever, the moment that they seen this kid running around the field, like. Here they come. At that time, we had the we had Cincinnati one and a half, and now it's like one and a half the other way. So, so
5: that, what was the week like for you with the injury news and the market moving around everywhere? How high did you guys get? You guys just got to Cincinnati one and a half. Yeah. Okay.
6: And then uh, right at right at the beginning, like when we first started hitting, uh, when they. Uh, we, probably, we were probably about 80,000 high on Cincinnati. But once they saw this kid prancing around, like right, right now, of course, a long way to go. I think we're about 100,000 high on, on Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, just, you know what I said, uh, talking about totals and talking about things and how the game has changed? How about these four quarterbacks? They're all like young 20-year-old kids. Way back when I was a kid, if you got drafted by the NFL, they sat your ass down for two years before you even got off the bench.
5: Now you got the last pick of the draft this year. The last
6: pick of the draft, and here we go. These kids, what, 22, 24, and 26, something like that. They're all pretty young. It shows you, obviously, now you need – it's almost like the, the quarterback is a running back to some degree. I mean, they all have to have – you know, uh, Bobby Lane could never run. Billy Kilmer could never run. You know, oh, yeah. None the of Peyton
5: Mannings of the world are pretty much done, yeah. like the statuesque guys. Yeah. Looks they, like it's going by the wayside for the most are part. Done.
6: Well, what do you, you, what have you seen different sitting there for the last couple of years with uh, the way that things are going with the uh, – and can't forget college football. All right. Wow. I mean, here's something, and I said this, and I, I was there obviously – Way back when, let's just go back to the early '80s. Uh, for every one dollar we bet on college football, we did three or four on NFL. Now, it's them. Yeah. That's how strong college is. So it, things have changed mightily, but for the good. But like I said, you won't be able to move in this joint. Any joint from here to Trafford, Pennsylvania, right. <laughs> that, that'll be not you know won't be crowded. But it's great. It's great for the industry. Uh, we've actually done a lot of things that it's positive by doing this. But then there's some other things, you know. I guess I'm just 77 years old, and, like, I get a little aggravated every now and then. But I, as long as I can use the spa, everything so is fine. Get your McDonald's in the morning, right? Uh, McDonald's in the morning, uh, and then uh, pain in the ass just wanted me to buy everybody milkshakes. So when I go back, I'll buy... Them. These are all the writers. Right. This must be the best place to work at. If uh, you...
5: I will say I've never seen a place get more free stuff from their bosses <laughs> than these You're more right. sick and
6: writers over here at South Point. Well, I, you know, me... I've been around this racket my entire life. I never had a job until I moved to Las Vegas. So I was a 21 dealer for about eight months. Then Michael Gaunt said we're opening up a sports book. I'm going back to the Royal Inn, which was Mm -hmm. way back between the old Stardust and the Hilton. There was a little hotel there. Michael Gaughan owned the casino there. So we opened up the uh, sports book in 1978. And uh, from there, then the Barbary, then the MGM, then Steve Wynn at the end. So I've been fortunate. Uh, The the Fortunate thing was, not. I came to Las Vegas, you know, three or four times a year as a kid. It came out, went broke, went home. Came out, went broke, went home. And so my, my friend said one day, he said, what do you go home for? You just go home, get money, and come back. I, and I came back two months later, in, uh, January of 75, and I've been here ever since.
5: Love it. we got 60 seconds left with you. Uh, Eagles 49ers. What do you guys need there?
6: Uh, we're going to need no three because uh, it, it, when it gets to three, they flash. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be a switch. I, I, I think we're going to wind up needing the Eagles. Okay. Second game, obviously, we're going to need to knock Mahomes out. And for people around the country who are
5: watching or listening, uh, South Point's unique because you guys don't alter the juice, so it's not going to be two and a half, one ten, no, Jimmy, one twenty or three, one twenty. It's going to be and the
6: dime line. Yep, the first bet we took was thirty thousand on the dime line, uh-huh. and uh, uh, Chris said it's too late. We got to put it up now. And yes, that has been great. I'll check in anytime you need me, buddy. All
5: right, you got it, Jimmy Vaccaro. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll take our break. Uh, when we come back, we got Jeff Parles going to be with us. We'll update what's going on uh, with these in-game wagers that we have made, and we'll update what's happening uh, with Jeff. He's got a lot in action when it comes to these uh, college basketball matchups. And uh, we'll tell you what's happening in the NBA as well as we are off to a, a back-and-forth and high-scoring affair out there in Philadelphia between the Denver Nuggets and the 76ers, an important matchup at that between two MVP candidates. And uh, if we got time for it at some point, I've got, I think, an interesting stat when it comes to Jokic and his MVP candidacy you we'll
3: craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free
6: martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul
5: the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the
6: rise the fall ...and the reinvention of an American icon.
2: Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives
5: of
6: Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max.
5: This is Live Bet Saturday on vSEN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more. And if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into the promotion on BetMGM's website or app. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead. Take your favorite NBA star to go under his point total prop or take the road team to cover. Or how about the under? Opt into the promotion then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Awards are issued. It's not withdrawable. free bets for site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. All right. Caffeine's starting to hit the brain cells, so I'm ready to go. Jimmy Vicaro fired us up here. Jeff Parles is still here out there at the Mandalay Bay. And, Jeff, uh, really quickly, before we get to – you got a a lot coming up here in the 1 o'clock window. Just wanted to update the Farmers Insurance because we were talking about this uh, off the air before we came back. Just observing things. Uh, Matsuyama with the birdie. He's got birdies on five of the first eight. He's heading to nine right now. He has nine under, as are two other golfers, Homa and Rom. Ryder, though, right now with a four-stroke lead through four. He's 13 under over at the final round of the Farmers Insurance Open. So, uh, with that, I, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Not entirely. I want to get some thoughts in there. But I will say, I've got nothing, so I'll give you the floor for Chattanooga. Uh, what do you got for the nugs here? <laughs> in this spot against East Tennessee State. Uh, this number is now two, but you caught a little bit better of a number. I think, what, three, three and a half?
4: I got three. Okay. Uh, look, the mocks are not playing well recently. They've lost four in a row going into this game. E- ETSU actually went to Chattanooga and smoked the Mox a week ago. Uh, a 16-point game uh, wasn't even really that tight. But, uh, look, I- I'm getting three with a team that, again, I think we're at the bottom of the market on Chattanooga right now. So I'll take three. I, I don't care. I, I look. I, it doesn't really matter to me what happened in Chattanooga last week. I mean, look, uh, you're, you're dealing with a with an ETU, ET, East Tennessee State team that shot 70 percent from two last week, John. That, that's mm-hmm. uh, not not going to happen twice in a row. So I, I'll take the three if ETS, ETSU. Uh, tongue twister for some reason for me (laughs) (laughs) Ends up covering Uh, I'm I'm okay with it but look I'll take the three with the mocks Uh, again they're on hard times right now I think you're at the market low
5: all right, second longest winning streak in the nation. That would be 19 straight. That belongs to Florida Atlantic. I, I know a little bit more about the yeah. Owls here. I, I followed them a little bit more. Uh, five consecutive covers as well for FAU, and eight out of the last 11, they have covered the number. Uh, so walk us through this matchup here as Florida Atlantic is playing host to Western Kentucky. It's a pretty sizable favor. We're talking about, what, in the range of 13, I think 12 and a half.
4: Yeah, 12 and a half right now, consensus. Look, look FAU is a legitimate Scary opponent for one of those power five teams in the round of 32, John. The Owls can beat you anyway. They can slow you down. They can beat you with that top 25 defense, or they, or like they did against Western Kentucky uh, a few weeks ago, they can play a, a low 70s possession game and beat you with that. So they are a very difficult matchup. With that said, I feel like we're getting a little too out of control numbers wise. With FAU now, granted, I thought that earlier this week with Middle Tennessee and FAU pounded Middle Tennessee, winning by 18, so I could get beat again. But getting 12 and a half with a Western Kentucky team that, look, the record is disappointing. They're only one game over 500. They've lost four in a row, uh, but they are they are talented. They are much more talented than your than your average CUSA team. They Stan's Barry has recruited very well to Bowling Green, Kentucky, over the last few years. But I would, I'll take the 12 and a half. And again, this is kind of, kind of like the last game. If FAU play continues to play at this, again, 19 straight wins. In the middle of that, they beat UAB. They beat North Texas twice. They are a legitimate, should be at-large bid team, regardless of what happens to them in, in, uh, in the star in a, f- a few weeks in the CUSA tournament. But I'll take 12 and a half. I think the market's just setting FAU a little too high right now
5: so i i thought that last saturday when i took 10 with northeastern against charleston uh that did yep. not end up going very well charleston ended up winning that right. game 87 61 and they are the owners of the longest winning streak in the nation i mentioned florida atlantic at 19 charleston's won 20 straight since their loss to north carolina uh so what do you make of charleston here uh, in this matchup um later today did you have anything here Charleston nearly, made,
4: you know uh, you know, how Seth Davis says, almost famous with the top 25?
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, they were almost on the card today, Charleston. Uh, I liked it a little more that overnight. It was eight, now it's nine. They're really good, Charleston. Now, look, Ken Palm doesn't love them mm-hmm. like he does, like the rankings, like FAU, who is a legit top 40 team. Charleston's down at 75, but you watch Charleston play. I, Charleston FAU would be an amazing basketball game if those two teams, if the committee screwed it up badly enough that that was like an 8-9 game or a 7-10 game, which, you know, the committee loves putting those two mid-major teams against each other in the round of 64, John. But uh, they... This was this is a lean. I, I again I liked it better overnight at eight. Still a lean to Charleston at nine. And they're not on the card though. Let's see if the pride of Hofstra can get off to a good start. And Maybe I'll hop in on the Cougars in
5: game yeah, yeah. Charleston plays aesthetically pleasing basketball as well. Another fast paced team. A lot of seniors on that squad too. So uh, I would uh, good I, coach. Yeah. yeah, exactly too. All right, let's go to Richmond and Dayton. Six eighty five, six eighty six. Uh, we saw I think an overnight of eight and a half half, one twenty seven and a half. We're sitting at nine right now across the board. One twenty seven and a half, the highest total out there and I know you've got a side here correct
4: it took nine with Richmond now the danger of this is D- Dayton who John was a top 25 team preseason oh I remember the they came here and uh, uh and UNLV hammered yep. him here here in Vegas uh, Dayton was the overwhelming they're going to be easily get into the NCAA tournament regardless of what happens to them and they have struggled they've lost three or four Yes, they've gotten a little bit healthier over the last few weeks but I think we're. I think it's. This is just too much. I, I had this at six and a half, uh, with, with with Dayton laying it. So you're giving me an extra two and a half points with Richmond, who I don't like. I don't really love Richmond either. They're a pretty average basketball team. The A10 really has been a disaster all year. But I, again, I think that this is just a number that is too high. Two and a half points. I'll take it. Uh, Take, take the two-and-a-half points based off my numbers value-wise with Richmond. So taking nine with the Spiders here on the road at UD Arena.
5: All right, let's go to a, a low-key fun matchup. So And we're talking about, you know, aesthetically pleasing basketball, a team that plays pretty quick, third quickest in the country, would be Long Beach State. Uh, they get UC Davis here. Uh, interesting because I thought Long Beach State responded pretty well. They had a, a triple overtime game against San Diego. Then they came back uh, and handled business last time out against Cal Poly. They had some time between. Uh, but now it's a little bit of a short turnaround going and uh, playing host to uc davis what do you got here
4: yeah laid the three with the beach uh there's three and a half out there there are enough threes in the market find the three don't lay the three and a half Lay the three with uh with long beach uh john uh, look the big west is actually pretty good this year uh all those uc schools uh (laughs) riverside irvine santa barbara who just got a big win against hawaii earlier this week hawaii uc davis long beach even Fullerton, who was in the tournament last year, all those teams, I think, are capable of of playing with a two or a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Especially uh, the uh, the UC Santa Barbaras and the UC Irvines in the world. Uh, but look, I, I think Long Beach matches up pretty well, all things considered, with UC Davis. I think UC Davis uh, they are used. To playing at a quicker tempo. They're 33rd in the country. You said, like you said, Long Beach number three in the country. This should be a high paced game. That's why you got a 155, even though you're dealing with two teams that are both sub 130 offensive efficiency wise. So uh, I, I do have the beach, laid the three. Uh, I do like the matchup today against UC Davis.
5: Jeff, I've got something that I think we should get out there in the open. I don't think our friendship is that strong because the friendship play of Alabama's second half has not gone so well.
4: Oh, it's not gone well
5: at all. A uh, 78-55 score here, Uh, 28-22 second half so far for Oklahoma. So, uh, hey, man, these college kids, they run into these spots sometimes where they get into these uh, foreign environments, and they just hit a brick wall. Uh, Auburn was able to overcome it a little bit today, but still lost. It does look like Alabama's kind of uh, pulling a Pontius pilot. I think we're washing our hands of this one and moving on, because this second half has not looked very good for the uh, Crimson Tide.
4: Gigantic win for Oklahoma's resume. They need every big win they can get. You're playing in a brutal conference. You get an opportunity out of conference against a team that's currently a one seed by most metrics, and you thump them in your own building. Job well done uh, by Porter, Porter Mosier's squad, and Look, uh, again, kind of one of those, John, where uh, if you got on this any fashion, Oklahoma. Uh, you're, you're cooking with gasoline. What a, what a showing by the Sooners.
5: And, and you talk about the brutal conference in like, Oklahoma needing this. This is a team that came in today. They had lost three straight. I think it had been six out of eight that they had lost. One of those victories was overtime. I mean, you look at the stretch that some of these Big 12 teams are playing, and what we're talking about here for Oklahoma, a one-point loss uh, to Texas, the ninth-best team in the country according to Ken Palm. Then you have to play host to Iowa State. You lost that by three. You get the overtime win over Texas Tech. Then you go and play Kansas on the road. Like, this has been a brutal slog for Oklahoma and they're playing some of these opponents tight you kind of need a win to get that out of your mouth and here you go you get one yeah again the big 12 John it doesn't matter who you play you're playing a
4: an NCAA tournament quality team every single time out except for Texas Tech this is big for Oklahoma today all
5: right we'll take our break Uh, on the other side we get the second hour with Jeff and myself giving an update on the NBA and Brian Ortega's favorite golfer John Rump
2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: There's plenty to celebrate in March and National ex- uh, Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.